0: What's up guys and welcome back to the Staying Durin Podcast. I'm your host Steph Roach and this is a podcast with you in mind. Today's episode is with Alex Singh. Have you ever had a conversation with someone when you feel as a friend, you feel like you've spent a bunch of time with them, but then you have a really in-depth conversation and you feel like you've just learned so much about them as a person? Well, that's exactly what today's episode is all about. I truly enjoyed getting to know Alex on a little bit of a deeper level and sharing his story with you, what it was like for him growing up, what some of his passions are and where it's really taken him in his life. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed this conversation.
1: Yeah, so I thought that my name is Alex. Um, I live in Oakland, California, Um, during thirty-six years old. I have a lot of different things that um, more so when I was a painting, it was more prominent. Um, like I used to have more reduced syndrome and oral, facial, anal syndrome. So when I was a baby, I had an eye palette, and I still have an eye palate, but I also had a flat lip, extra layer on my hand, extra ear on my toe. Um, I was at that right now, surgery over the years ago. You know? uh, correct all of that, and then I also have small lungs, small yet. Um, and I'm a little, me, I'm a little car Um, and so because of the small lungs, small debt, and my like, I also have respiratory issues, i like, right, and, I don't lose my mouth that much, so I have a gastric disease as well. So that's a little bit of background about me, maybe we go a little bit more later.
0: Yeah, we've we've learned a lot from each other I think. Um I've definitely worked with people of short stature before, but I've never really worked with somebody um that is like you. I've never worked with somebody that um uses a trake full time um but also is short stature and then we've talked about like the the food situation and we talk about like nutrition and, and that kind of thing and I find it very interesting. Uh, I remember we were talking about like our favorite recipes and it didn't even cross my mind to think like, oh, um, you know, your dietary restrictions are much different than most people. But so now we've established that we've only known each other for three months, even though it's, <laughs> it's felt like a long time. I think that's a testament to our community. I'm so grateful to have you had joined Staying Driven? Because I feel like not only have I seen you grow as an athlete and in your strength, and it's really cool to watch your progress, but it's so cool to see you just part of the community, and, like, people expect you to be in class. So if you're not in class, it's like, where are you? And it's not just you, it's literally everybody, right? Yes. Oh, oh. You
1: all hold me accountable, but you're also very... You all are very friendly, and a uh, great community. what um, I like talking and and so did everyone else in class. And so before staying in German, I didn't even not get into fitness or exercise. I didn't like physical therapy or anything like that. Like I think because I enjoy you know, your class, because you know, it's not, you know, exercise, walk, uh, you know a lot of everything like television shows, you we know, like food, you know, food, all of these different things that are, you know, normal. it uh, helps with the exercise as well.
0: I think it's so awesome to think about, like the the community of friends that we have created. Right at first, I wanted staying driven to to be this community and this outlet for people. Um, especially in the adaptive community because during COVID everybody was so like locked down and now that seems like a distant memory you know staying driven is part of everyday life for a lot of people and I keep hearing you know it's one of the coolest support systems to be part of and I never thought about it as like a support group I just thought about it like hey when we work out I know your modifications, and you know I don't know somebody like Jerry's modifications, and somebody else knows somebody else's modifications, and nobody really talks about it. We just focus on the fitness, and we focus on the person. Um, tell me a little bit about what it's what it was like for you growing up. So growing up,
1: um, I went mainstream in classes, so I didn't do it or anything like that, I was mainstream, um, I didn't have resources, and I didn't have, um, Monica Holton or Commentator, um, uh, the a note. Great support system in school, um, one of course is that my mom used to be in life, I don't retired now, but she already worked in the look at it. And so, seeing it was only a few in the life Um, uh, in general all like, that, seeing you some of the I don't, how to work the system you know, put it that way, how to behave for me. Um, to get the resources and the, the support that I need over time. And so, in of all that, you, in the goals and the goal, um, and, um, you know, the most of it was when I was um, I don't remember a lot of it. What else? I was, um, was, was up south when I was young. I'm just curious to see people that way. I have a whole lot of I was up south. I was a lot so going elementary school with me. Um. High school, middle school, you know, that's why I had a younger teenager. And I had um, in in college, in in college, um, I was a community college, at at least in a college, and got my associate degree in American Sign Language. That's so cool. Um, yeah, um, I knew Sign Language when I was young I was taught at a very young age because I really thought verbally or orally until I was 30 and so they taught me silently uh, throughout the week and I kept it up and so in college I needed to make a language class a requirement so at least in college was you known for their American Sign Language program. And so I started holding it, and then I moved I got an associate degree. After that, I went to a whole load of university and got my bachelor's degree in multimedia arts and I love uh, video editing and digital art, and so that was the program that they had. and then but I put my audio phone and went for my masters and a similar uh the early called and New York that's yeah, so it's more like Mountain and heroism I have at Academy and art University in that was well.
0: That's so cool. There's so many hidden gems there. Okay, so yeah. let's let's back up for a second because this is why I love doing the podcast. Actually, with people that I know, because you you learn so much um, about one another. So let's back up a little bit, okay? Yeah. Um, sign language. First of all, I'm fascinated. Yeah. I uh I. Was in love with sign language and the idea of sign language when I was younger. Um, I actually was pretty fluent in sign language for a while as a young kid and then kind of lost it, right? So, my first question is do you still have it? Yes, I still use it. Yeah, I've learned it.
1: I used to, um, to use a lot more work. Uh, because I work at the Center for Independent Living in Berkeley. Um, and they work with a lot of different people with different women. Some who are deaf or hard-hearing. And so with that, I would use American sign language. Okay, so... Oh, and then I also have friends and who uh, sit with me or who are yeah, and who
0: sign language.
1: So I try to... You as possible, like said, it you lose it, you know, you lose it. Hundred percent.
0: I I can still uh speak some of it, but I can't necessarily understand it fluently. So that's good to know in our back pocket for staying driven. You know, we we might have uh, an ASL class at some point. Um, but what really drew you to the multimedia and broadcasting, because we actually have something in common. Um, I got my undergrad degree in communication and advertising, so I loved the communication field, and it's kind of interesting to see like how you thought your life was going to be and the road that you were going to be on and how you ended up where you are. So, um, what really drew you to that? And do you use those skills in everyday life? Sometimes, Why I'll answer the QID looks at everyday
1: life. Sometimes, I have friends who do you concerts know, um, or some sort of musical performing in, and what really videos really for their performances, And so, I'll work with them on creating different short video patterns, and so I, I what I love when you I mean it is the video editing. But I like the editing, because I, with my, vision, my low vision, I can't really feel the camera very well, Um, yeah, I don't have the depth of feel I can't see far. But the editing aspect of my computer and I look at it easily, and, and yeah, and then the beautiful viral and well, like, oh, I like it. So put it all together that got happy here with some And I'm also very curious and listening and want to know things. So also asking why, you know.
0: Yeah, I've noticed. So we have one athlete who is probably like the the overall favorite athlete of staying German, and everybody knows Jerry, and he's so wonderful. But I've noticed in the last few weeks, because you go to the class that he's major- majority of the time in, you've been pulling more questions out of him. I actually noticed it a lot last night, and I was like, he's so good with him. And I, you know, and it's not to say that everyone, like – Not everyone is the same because I feel like everybody has a special spot for Jerry. Um, Jerry is one of our athletes who is amazing uh, and he lives with autism. So I think it's really cool that everybody recognizes that immediately and that, you know, everyone just accepts him for who he is and how he is and kind of pulls him out of his shell. But last night during class, I realized you were asking him a lot of questions. And I was like, oh, he's so good, like, pulling information out of him. So it kind of makes more sense now. <laughs> um, that... Well, and also, it was, it was very
1: interesting, Like right? I think you were uh, with us uh, when I asked him what kind of music he liked. Yeah. And he was talking about hip-hop and saying, what's the rhyme and EMS? at the like, oh?
0: Yeah. See, so like, I just think, and I think that's the thing that's so interesting is when you get a group of people together, no matter their abilities, when you get a group of people together and you don't ask questions or you just ask like surface level questions, you don't really get to know each other, right? And the reality of this situation with staying driven and it being a virtual platform, not many of us have met in person yet right and like yet I hang out with you guys more than I probably do people in real life you know and I think it's been so fun kind of getting to know you as a person getting to know everybody in the community and we just pull little pieces out of each other and it's like you kind of find like little hidden gems like I was saying like Knowing that, like, you have that sign language skill, if we ever had an athlete who was hearing impaired or deaf or or whatever um, term people feel most comfortable with, if there was somebody that needed the use of American Sign Language, it's awesome to know that I could be like, Hey, Alex, I don't know what you're doing today, but you want to, like, co-coach with me? Because that's, that's what I'm trying to offer with staying driven. Right, is the ability for everybody to feel like they have the right to do fitness and they have the right to take up space. What I also think
1: what cool is that you all are from um, different city states, countries. Yeah. So,
0: Canada, Australia, England, 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 I know. Yeah, we've got, well, we've got people from all over the place but our coaching staff is north carolina arizona florida canada and california so like to know that you know we kind of touch every corner of of the the country and even the globe is pretty cool um what do you think you've really uh, i'm gonna say like over the last few years of your life from the pandemic to now, do you feel like you've kind of grown in different ways from having to be home or do you feel like you're kind of comfortable with where you're at? Well, you know, I don't know. I've grown from a
1: really online and really video aspect and sort of my story all my my but at the same time i miss going to different activities I need to so I like, I love musicals, and I, I love musicals. and like a movie and those so i, I things with, with groups, you know, in all those settings. However now uh, we've done it and it's uh a pandemic and we've got happening a little really in somewhat ro lower all in my health connection. All the I help into a lot of things, so I think that's something I miss. But in terms of growing, I think we can use Google and cool on here. Um, for example, during the pandemic, um, like the big pandemic, I'll say with Elvis, they had a lot of virtual uh, television, so audience. And
0: yeah.
1: And I not that in person. And so I signed up for some of that. So I was on the voice and the audience participant. I was on American. Ali and the, uh, Ellie Fox and Joe and Steve Harvey. Wow, that's so, so. Do you have little like clips of that? I do. I have clips. I saved them and, and I screenshot some pictures. Yeah.
0: Holy cow. That's awesome.
1: I wish they still had those virtual options, but once you know the country lifted um, they uh, filter, filter and free, and and it started to open up in person, most of that away, unfortunately.
0: So, give us a little bit of like the background. tea. did you did you have to pay for that? Did like how did it work? It was free. You had signed up. Oh. Um and you
1: sort of hope that thing I read for you.
0: Very cool, yeah. It was really interesting because we got to be like on the Jennifer Hudson show a few weeks ago. I'd never been in front of a live audience, so and I don't think I really took in the audience. You know, I was so focused on. Colby, Amanda, and Jennifer Hudson that, like, I forgot to kind of look that way, you know? Um, But the the reaction stuff was really interesting, like, they would stay quiet, and then they would clap for you, and (laughs) so, like, that's pretty cool. So, when you're in the audience, when you're an audience member, do they give you, like, direction, or you just kind of go off of what you're Oh. But i at the same time, when you slap, and
1: how oh, because we are virtual, they also know how to slap by like how to position yourself behind your own camera. Oh, that's interesting. But also at the same time, you could use it slap whenever you want it to, do. and some so with me, yeah, so that. You, 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 I mean yeah, and we and really were um on mic. Um I learned I'm in yeah on
0: Excel. It's really interesting. I find that so cool. I feel like I've learned so much already in this short conversation. Um okay. Let me ask, the, these conversations kind of go in different directions, so just kind of bear with me, but I think it brings out the authenticity of just the conversation in general. But what do you think you wish people knew about you where they make um, unnecessary like assumptions, right? So like we always talk about like, oh, this happened today, and somebody parked in this spot today, and somebody said this stupid thing to me today. What do you wish people actually knew about you instead of making a certain assumption?
1: So when you start to question us now, I immediately thought about why I either first people before I move to tell you how a telling or don't they don't talk to me directly because I'm always with someone, whether it's my nurse or my mom or a friend. And as soon as one of those people tells me telling you to have a normal, what I call conversation, half, oh will so first ask to whom I'm with, and the that person will tell them who's in we can talk to him. Um, and so that, you know, is something that I wish people knew more or help me understand that like he maybe with very different people with different different disabilities, um different you know, dynamics, or I don't know the right word but that phrase. Uh I've the status. being out of state-ish. And thankfully, that, not assume, and yet automatically, maybe I would want to say, that those individuals is just great right, and let me talk to them and yet see where they're at. Yeah. And not assume that because they're with someone they not meaning.
0: <laughs> I was... The dynamic of mine and Ty's relationship is very interesting because, number one, Ty is very tall, right? So even if I was able-bodied and, let's say, I was the exact same height, he would still be much taller than me, right? And so um, sometimes when we drive in the car together, um, he'll drive in the front seat and I'll just stay in the back, like, in the empty row, like, in my chair just because it's easier for transfer, Right. And we went through a drive through one time and this person said, oh, does your daughter want X, Y, Z? And I just started like hysterical laughing and it wasn't, I don't think anything because of like the chair. I don't think that they could have actually seen that. I think they just saw something in the backseat holding a person. But like the assumption was just hilarious. Right. And so I find it interesting that people would assume about your intelligence. Meanwhile, you have a master's degree, a bachelor's degree, uh, an associate's degree, and you uh, know a second language, maybe even a third language that I don't know about. <laughs> so, And also I work. And so that brings me
1: to another point when I was six recently i have uh, a really heartless loop and pneumonia and i was in the hospital um and i couldn't sleep for a while because i was on a medley um and the doctor had the home so i was asleep for a while and so my mom and my aunt do really have to advocate for me and let it be that a the medical staff of well, how I actually am. So I'm learning, little I'm intelligent. I'm so, so, i person who doesn't, um, you know, think basically. You know, I'm not a person on stereotypical or um in a medical, so. I don't stay at home, I don't, uh, talk with others. I feel a lot of things. And because of that, you don't put a person in a little box. Yeah. a disabled person in a box. a person is right.
0: I think the perception of the disability community is really interesting and... There is this perception that just because you're born with a physical disability means that you are on disability or that you don't work. And it's not to say that people that use disability services or or have the disability assistance from the government, that's not a bad thing either. But, you know, I've been working since I'm 16. I've had a job since I was 16 because all of my siblings had a job. And my parents were like, if you want more things, you have to work for them, <laughs> you know? And so um it's always interesting to see the perception versus the reality because those programs aren't a bad thing and they're there to assist people. But there's also the other flip side of the coin where it's like we are valuable in the workforce. We are I always say to people, the disabled dollar is the same color green as everybody else's, right? And so, like, not to say that, like, somebody walks in, they're trying to be nice, and they want to give you a free donut, or, like, they want to give you a free coffee. Okay, but, like, why are you doing that? Are you doing that because you feel this necessity because you feel bad for me? Because I can still pay you a dollar twenty-five for a donut you know what i'm saying and so yeah i i try to find that fine line of advocacy because i think the assistance programs definitely need to be better and they need to be in place because if you look at historically the disability services from the government the government is doing the bare minimum and it's not, it's not to get it's not to get political or whatever I'm not a political person, but, like, a person should be able to to earn more than $2,000 a month, right? A person should be able to feel value in their hard work, right? And so, yeah. you know, and I understand not everybody will have the resources of the education that we both had or have the resources to be as independent, as we may be, but at the end of the day, just because you have a physical disability or any sort of disability doesn't mean your life isn't value, your life isn't valuable, right? And so I think that's kind of a conversation that's really missing because, I don't know, and that's, that's why I wanted to start this podcast was not just to talk to really cool people, but like to share the insights of like how brilliant people are and the reason that I don't necessarily do the video side of the podcast right now is nobody knows what you look like unless they know you right nobody knows you know what you can or can't do physically from your voice right and at the end of the day it's kind of like uh, that dating in the dark situation where, you know, you get to know a lot about a person just from hearing their story. Same
1: with the voice, you know, the single show. How uh, in the judges, you don't know, see the person until you hear your hair and kiss them. And hear their singing voice. And the young like you are like, do I want them? Do you know, I not want them? And it's
0: sort of that same thing. Right. I don't know. I I feel like if you were to give a piece of advice to the overall population of able-bodied people, what's something that you would you would tell them? Any person, how you want to bring. Ooh, the golden rule. What? How, do you, how do you feel about the word disability? I sort you, you know, and I'm walking. Then let the word handle yeah, I'm
1: sure you feel it, and I'm okay. It's uh, I don't, I don't really have. I'll put it this way: I'm not a big fan of like culture. Yeah. So, uh, I'm so used to a lot of things i of accept Yeah,
0: I and I think we can agree to disagree in some in some ways personally for me um I don't like the age word I think it's very uh outdated. I feel like we can yeah. I think we can kind of agree that you know there needs to be more empowerment um, yeah. but I love the term I love the term adaptive or accessible because I feel like they are universe yeah. are universal terms right like if you go into a bathroom, it should be accessible for everyone I'. Don't know. And I get the ADA and all that stuff. But, like, documents are meant to be updated. Our computer updates every three hours. Mary huh? Har. You know? Our Zoom updates like every twenty four days. I don't <laughs> So I don't know. i I feel like we just need like a kick in the butt and to to really just propel more empowerment forward than anything because you are brilliant and you're so funny and I don't know you just bring a lot to a community of people and like I would never just look at you and be like oh you can't do anything right like you're gonna tell me what you can't do because when I find out what you can do you're screwed yeah so very do you want to tell everybody what that's about?
1: Yes, I can. So, I post videos on my Instagram of my physical therapy exercises, and some of them are standing that I'll watch. And Steph yeah, saw so it because we follow each other on Instagram. We're so clean. And she called me out on it that same thing or the next thing whenever I saw her on Early. Um, yeah. And now I make you
0: do what? Standing squat <laughs> exercise? Squat and
1: Yeah. So, like, squat, Yeah, yeah. and I wait it, it really depends on the exercise, but
0: yeah. Then I would never, I'm going to just preface this for anyone listening, obviously I would never want to do anything to hurt anyone or put them in danger, yeah. but I've always said, if you put something on social media and you don't want me to see it, don't put it there. Oh, or or, or don't, don't, right. Yes,
1: but I think also like yesterday when the light I like I, 250, so he said that's why like 25 and so I knew that yes, I you know are all
0: like Yeah, we modified it just for that day and how you're feeling. But I think at the end of the day, it's been so cool to watch your evolution. Um, not not only socially but uh physically as well. And I'm super proud of that. Yeah. All right, my friend. We're going to close it out, and I'm going to ask you one more question. All right. What is one thing you wish you could go back and tell your younger self about your life now?
1: Oh, that's not right. not even an answered It's funny. I want to say that yeah, don't overthink things. Don't overanalyze things. Um, let things go with the flow and just accept who you are. Don't let other people, uh, don't I know that yeah
0: let go. I'll out I like it I like it just let things go yeah well this conversation has been so much fun to have I'm so glad you agreed to come on the podcast and I just can't wait to see your growth over the next Three months, three years, and I'm just so grateful that you're part of our community. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I want to thank you for having me, inviting me, and asking me to do this podcast. It was great.